0: This is Mouth Media Network, your inside voice.
1: Hi, I'm Randy Crimmins with uh, Relationshop. I'm EVP and Chief Strategic Officer for uh, Relationshop out of Houston, Texas. Uh, What I love about the grocery industry is just the transactional nature of it. You know, it's day-to-day. It's uh, drinking from the fire hose. It's accountable. You know, you're held accountable because you know every day how you're doing. And uh, it's just a great industry to be in. And there's so much opportunity uh, with where the industry is going, with data, with uh, use of technology, with uh, a lot of what we're hearing at NGA. You know, the grocery industry is, is on the cusp of really starting to leverage technology like other industries have to personalize the shopper experience and that relationship. Uh, that's what we're all about, you know, building relationships with shoppers. So uh, it's a great time to be here and a great place to be. Hi, I'm Galen Walters.
2: I'm the founder and CEO of Relationshop. Uh, started in 2007 after about 27 years running a company called AdPlex that served the retail community with uh, printed circulars for the uh, newspapers. And uh, 51 years ago, I started sacking groceries in Gerland's Food Fair as a kid. And uh, I realized early on in that process after I moved over to Albertsons and from there over to Food Giant early on and then ended up at Safeway, I realized it was all about transactions. It was about customer counts and transactions and about baskets, and so I got addicted to that early on and ended up in advertising with Safeway stores for seven years. And then I left and started a company called Adplex. So here we are, 51 years later, uh, still addicted to grocery stores. I go on vacation and visit grocery stores, so it's kind of a sad sickness. But uh, we, we love the business. Yeah, <laughs> that is. Sad. We love the business and and we love the transactional side of the business. Uh, we think that uh, this this is like having 51 businesses over and over and over every year. I mean, you just just keep repeating it. And so we're very good at driving baskets and transactions. That's what we love doing.
0: In retail, it's often the relationship that matters more than anything. In the grocery business, it might be relevant even more than anywhere else. Case in point, Relation Shop, whose story began more than 30 years ago, and they're now leading the grocery industry with technology, solutions, and strategies to help retailers personally connect with all of their shoppers. With a passionate, technology-driven marketing team with deep experience inside retail, offering robust analytics, personalized promotions, and a web and mobile engagement platform, along with other support and professional services. It's all designed to deliver exactly what matters most, measurable improvement in transaction counts, sales, and loyalty to a brand. Coming up, you'll hear from the founder and CEO and the chief strategy officer of Shop, on location at NGA in San Diego.
1: You're
2: listening to Grocery is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the food and grocery industries. Recorded on location.
0: Hey everybody, it's Mark Rico on location in San Diego, California at NGA, National Grocers Association, their big show, their big expo. Very glad you're here with us. Also here with us is uh, Randy Crimmins and uh, Galen Walters, uh, two bigwigs, of, yeah. yeah. of course, Yeah, uh, from Shop. Uh, That That is not a misspeak. That is the name of their incredible company. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Glad, Thank you. To, glad to have you here. here. It's interesting to see the name of your company, Relations Shop. Clearly, it's a play on the word relationship, obviously. Yeah. I've said this over and over on this show and all the interviews that we've had here at NGA. That is that this is this is family. There's yeah. just family everywhere. There's fa- it wouldn't have shocked me if you guys were father and son. Honestly, in terms yeah. of it, 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 just so many um, families here. It is one big family reunion. The the industry seems to just be family. Yeah. It is relationship yeah it's the relationship with your shopper it's the relationship with your partners and vendors it's the relationship with uh, your solution providers and Mm -hmm. it clearly is a relationship amongst those actually working in it so my question is when you come to something like NGA what is your mission here other than to get some more clients, hopefully. Is it about the relationship? Or are you here fact gathering and getting intel on how you can continue to serve and grow?
2: I think that we've got a couple missions when we come here. One is obviously the intel. Uh, we're looking at the market, we're looking at what everybody else is doing, we're looking at competition. We're sur we're not competitors. We, Sir-petitors. Sir-petitors. we seek to raise the level. We set the bar. I love that. All right. We're not competitors. Co- competitors, the, the word com is Latin, and it means seeking to be at the same level. So in other words, if they have a widget, I have to create a widget. We're not interested in that at all. We're focused on the retailer. So let's go back to relationship a minute because I think that it's all about the culture, right? So the way we deal with our customers is very culturally uh, positive. So culture is nothing more than mani- it's the manifestation of what you cultivate, so, it's about cultivating relationships. So, we're about cultivating relationships not only among ourselves, our team is like a family, but we're also about cultivating relationships with our customers. So, when you talk to our customers, you, you would find out that we're, yeah. we're family to them and we're deeply embedded in these customers. And because, because we live with the sales every day, we're not afraid. So, the technology to us is just an enabler, it, it's not the end all. If you can't drive sales in baskets and drive
1: customer counts, you
2: shouldn't be in the business.
1: Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, you have to have relationships, you know, strong relationships with your clients. Um, you know, technology is somewhat of a commodity today. I mean, you look around this, this show floor, a lot of different companies saying the same thing. So what differentiates you? And I think for us and uh, kind of what we've focused on as an organization is really helping develop those relationships with shoppers and helping our clients be successful. Absolutely. Because ultimately, if they're not successful, we're not successful. And like Galen said, the technology is an enabler. It enables them to be successful in the market. It enables them to engage with their shoppers in personally relevant ways. And ultimately, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to be judged on our client success. And so that's where our focus is at.
0: So let's uh, unpack the business a little bit, exactly what it is that you do. Because it's funny, there's a lot of different engagements that you guys are. And it seems to me that's what you're really about is engagement. It is. Um, but. But you know, it's fu- interesting. You hear about you know, it's uh, uh, paraphrasing you, Galen. It's not the vehicle that you use; it's the result that you're after. Absolutely, and, it's about the results. And and so the engagement you you have mechanisms to do that that you yeah. have deployed or that you can deploy, uh, but it's it's really ultimately about the engagement and the experience. Yeah. And the relationship. That's right. Uh, yeah. So uh, connect think, that, those dots. Think, think
2: about this. If you if you look around this building, every retailer is, is confronted every day with a plethora of technologies. They have to make a decision. All right? At some point, they're going to make decisions on their technology vendors. If they can't trust you and you can't build a relationship, you can't sit across the table from that guy and work through problems. Because it's not if you have a problem, yeah. it's when you have a problem. You're going to have problems in this business. There are just too many moving parts, too much integration, too too much dependency on business units inside the retailers. So you're going to have issues. If you can't sit across the table and resolve those issues amicably and as a partner, true partner, then, then it's not going to work long-term. And once they've woven tightly with you, to un, to unravel that is almost impossible. So the trust element here, the relationship here, is more critical than we can even talk about, really. It is the
1: essence of success in this business.
0: So what exactly is it that your business does? Uh, that's the essence of it, but tell me about the mechanism.
1: Sure. Yeah, I mean, we have a, we have a technology platform, so what we call a digital engagement platform, to your point. Um, We are about shopper engagement and helping the retailer digitally engage in a relevant, personal way with the shopper. So there's multiple components to that. One is a nice, modern, front-end UI design for a web and mobile uh, fully integrated platform.
0: Are you talking about uh, something that the the retailer's white label? Yeah, the
1: the retailer's white label the platform. So it's their branded web and mobile instance. Okay. Uh, Then supporting that, you have to have data. So if you're going to be able to personalize the experience, you have to have customer data to be able to do that. So we have a a customer data platform and an analytics tool that allows them to really create a holistic view of the shopper and derive insights that they can then use those insights to deliver more personalized content, uh, more personalized engagement with a shopper. And ultimately what consumers want is a curated, personalized experience from their brands of choice. You know, they don't want to see 750 ad items from a weekly circular. Why not give them the 50 items that are relevant to them from that circular? Who cares about the other 700 items? A
0: personalized circular. A
1: personalized circular. But take that further to the entire experience that they have on web and mobile. Why serve content up that's not relevant to me? And we have the technology to do it, so let's leverage that technology to create a personalized experience that helps the retailer create the kind of relationships with those customers that they want.
0: How many layers are there to that personalization? Uh, meaning, what I mean is, yeah. there's the items that are displayed, and and in some cases it would be a different messaging. Sure. But what about the actual the the appearance, if you will? Because because as a as a 25 year old, I have a different expectation than, say, a 55-year-old would about the way that I take in information, what I want. Do you actually differentiate in in the actual appearance of things based on what you know about that person?
1: We do. You think about the persona, you know, of of the person. You know, a a millennial, as you said, is different than a, you know, a senior. Um, You know, we take that into consideration in terms of, of what kind of experience we're trying to create for the retailer. And you also have to think about the device that you're you're, you're connecting with that retailer through. So for mobile, mobile is really about the utility of the mobile device because they're going to use that in-store. So how do you how do you amplify the in-store experience with the mobile device? So n- not necessarily the type of person, but it's the, the way you use that device to uh, to shop with that particular retailer. So if you're on desktop, you may be doing that to plan your shop. So you may be looking at the weekly ad more. But when you're on mobile, you're using that maybe to check your points, to check your coupons that you can redeem in store, to wayfind through the store, to find an item that you're looking for. So you've got to think not only about the the customer audience or the the target audience that you're trying to reach, but also the the practical use of the of the device that you're that you're uh, you know getting your message through.
0: How uh, how do you think about? Enabling the consumer using technology and balancing that with getting away from that personal interaction and making sure that doesn't go away yeah. by activating the power of innovation. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you think about that and try to balance that while still achieving your mission, but knowing that you, by taking on what you're able to deploy, you're not inadvertently playing a part in hurting the retailer.
2: That's why the curation is important.
0: Okay. Talk, cur- talk about cur-
2: Curating the the suite of offers or the set of offers that you provide a 25-year-old is completely different than curating a suite of offers for me at 66 years old. Right. All right. We all buy a pretty much a set number of items in our lifetime. I've, I've seen numbers of 125. I've seen 150 items in your lifetime. You buy the same thing over and over. It's all these brand extensions that we're all playing with and testing. And then we go back to our old item again. You know, we'll try peanut butter with jelly in it, but we're going to go back to our Jiffy or whatever it is. Uh, and and so I think it's the curating based on their historical behavior. So the data has become so ultra critical in our business to understand what the shopper's behavior is and what they're interested in and what other people that look like them have been buying. Mm-hmm. So we create lookalikes. We create all kinds of yeah. and Randy can speak to that much mm-hmm. better than I can. But we try to curate the, the offer suite or the offer set to this customer based on whoever they are, based on their historical behavior, or if we don't have that data set, then being able to match up people that look just like them and try to offer similar items. So it's it's about the curation of the experience. So if you curate the proper experience, you're actually enabling the relationship with, with the retailer. You're not harming it. But if you just throw garbage at them just because you can, if you if you give yeah. them 750 coupons yeah. and, and they're not going to use you know 700 of those ever in their life.
0: Yeah. Why would you do that? It's amazing to me. Uh, j- just using an example that, that I, I mean, I know may not be bullseye, but I think about a company like CVS and part of their mechanism. There's always miles of coupons yeah. that come out like of the God. register, and honestly, most of them have nothing to do with me. Yeah, and yet, and yet, we're registered with them through the their right. loyalty program That's or right. whatever. Yeah. how is it that they don't connect when coupons come out? Well, uh, apparently anyway uh, I don't know, and, right? and so what I'm saying is that that's a disconnect to me well
2: I, well I don't I don't understand what system CVs is using but oh, yeah, I can I'm can tell you. i not trying to pick on I'm them not, well no but I am I, I I shop CVS I have one near my house and I'm baffled every time when I walk out being in this business I'm stumped I sit down and look at these coupons they're not for me right I don't I don't know what they're doing I can't figure out what's driving that and maybe there's a maybe there's something we're missing we're, we're not we, we were, were born, born at night, it. but not last night. But yet, at the same time, some, you know something's what? up there.
0: If, if, I, if, I, uh, kidding aside, if I'm missing it, to me, that's a disconnect. I shouldn't yeah, be missing right. it. We
1: shouldn't be missing it. It should be obvious yeah, to me. that's it. right. But I think part of it is just the, the evolution of retail, that it's it's moved from from mass, moving over to one-to-one, yeah. and this transition from an analog state into a digital state. There you go. So those create opportunities for the retailer to sure. engage their customers in different ways. Absolutely. But... The retailer mindset is still very promotional. It's very promotional oriented, and so they, you know, when all they have is to pull is a promotional lever, that's what they pull. Um, but how do you then? How do you take that promotion and personalize it to the individual shopper? So why not still create promotional value for the shopper, but do it in a personalized, relevant way? Exactly. And leverage both. That, you know, yeah. retail is built on promotion, but, hey, let's, let's make that relevant to yeah. each shopper. We can do that. So there is a better way, I think, uh, where you can still keep that promotional element that's going to drive traffic, it's going to help drive sales, but make it relevant to the shopper so it's a more meaningful experience. And, and I, I'll say one other thing, too, about just kind of how, you know, we have a, just because we can doesn't mean we should. You know, we, we have all kinds of customer data and there's always you know there's there's a variety of different ways that we can we can send a personalized offer or uh, you know present something to a customer but i think part of it, the responsibility is transparency
0: right. to the customer
1: you know it's it's how do we how do we be transparent about what we're doing to the customer because i think consumers expect transparency they get it that we're collecting all this data that the retailer has that information so i think especially with the younger generations they're expecting that curated experience. They're expecting the the retailer to deliver something that's relevant to them and what matters to them as an individual shopper. They don't expect you to just bombard them with mass messaging. So I think that expectation um, needs to be respected by the retailer, and they need to be transparent about what they're doing. So I think Galen mentioned a couple of things. There's a variety of ways that we can say, uh, here's a recommended item for you. Well, we're recommending it to you based on it's similar to an item that others like you buy. Or it's a new item that we're just introducing and your purchase history shows that you might have an interest in it. So tying the messaging around why we're recommending or why we're personalizing the experience for a shopper is going to become increasingly important as consumers expect that.
0: So personalized circulars is one type of thing that you offer. What are the other ways that you deploy your technology?
1: Um, I mean, there's a variety of different ways. So you can recommend add items to a shopper. Uh, We get asked by retailers a lot, so where do we start? You know, okay, this is great. We have all this customer data. Um, You know, everybody talks about algorithms today. You know, there's machine learning. Those are readily available. You can go on the Internet, submit a data file, upload a data file, have them run a recommendation algorithm against it and get a recommended output from it. So it's, you know, it's, it's readily available, but it's really about what are you doing? That's going to help move the business forward or that's going to be relevant to that shopper and help engage with them more than you are currently. Um, So recommending an ad item to a shopper makes sense. Just so, like we said, they don't have to sort through 700 items. We're going to give the ones that are most
2: relevant to you. So that's but, done in web and mobile. Yeah. That's
1: not just done. You know, it's not done
2: necessarily in any kind of print vehicle. That's of course. It's all digital. Of course. But, you it know. It probably
0: wouldn't be economical to do it through a print vehicle. I mean,
2: well, actually, we, we do have a print vehicle that we, work, that we work with because there is a bridge here. Keep in, keep in mind, this is not transitioning from analog to digital is transforming from analog to digital. So there there is a group of shoppers that are not digital shoppers yet. They've not quite gotten there, but they still need curated offers. So we have a product called Intelligent Mail that we bridge between the digital experience and the print experience. So we use it sparingly because it's expensive. You know, yeah. you're talking 60 cents a household, you know, to get the product into the household. But if you do it well, uh, you can target every single household would have a completely different printed product. Yeah. So, but they would get an analog piece if they log in then and create an account, then they get another hundred offers. Yeah. So what you're doing is bringing, bridging a customer from an analog print experience to their first digital experience. So we, we do use print very sparingly, but it, it has a place still in the market. And now the, the circular that we see today yeah. where, where these guys are, are spending, you know, 40, 50, 60% of their ad budgets on print today and distribution, you get six or 7% readership. Yeah. I mean, we're doing it because everybody else is. So that's back to the competition and surpetition I talked about earlier. Right. The the, the circular needs to be used in a different way, and yet yeah. it takes it takes consultative practice to get there. Not just technology. You, you you need to work through a lot of details to get there.
1: But I mean, that's a that's a great example. You know, we're repurposing data to personalize a printed piece for a customer that that printed piece is relevant to, and so. You know, why not, if that's what they like, they like printed materials, deliver that to them in a personally relevant way. If they receive, they like to open their emails or they like to respond to text, then let's personalize that and use that channel as as that particular customer's channel of choice. And the customer has
2: a chance to opt in to which channel they want to be communicated with.
0: Are you currently or looking ahead on on the roadmap of being able to be connected to the, um, the inventory systems of a retailer, particularly a larger retailer, so that you know that you've advertised this item to um, you know 300,000 people in a community. You know you have 20,000 of that unit available, and because this is digital, the minute. That they get too low in the inventory, the item that's featured changes. Let's yeah. Say. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You've, it's yeah. happening today. Yeah, you've, okay. you've got to consider yeah. that because that's always a big pain point for the retailer. You've also you know, then operationally on, on you another,
2: know. another element of that. Uh, let's say a consumer package goods company says, "I want to put this offer out there at a dollar off." Yeah, but I only want to do this ten thousand times. Right. Yeah. On ten thousand and one, I want to move it to fifty cents off. Right. Right. Well, they have the opportunity to do that now digitally. You never could do that in print. Right. So now there are systems out there that help facilitate that action for the
0: cpg guys how much of that monitoring is done manually you know someone saying okay we're there switch it's algorithm it. it's algorithm it's and algorithm. It's, 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 it's reading inventory data yeah, it's all, live. It's all robotic yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah
2: nobody's touching that stuff <laughs> but, nobody's touching anything we do okay it's all done with algorithms and with with models uh so so this our, our business today is it's a data business whether we like it or not
0: so let's talk about that data for a second. Now, there's a certain amount of data you're provided by your, your clients that they share with you to do the job, and then there's a certain amount of data, I'm assuming also, that you, come, you both come to the table with, sure. as well as, frankly, the amalgamation of all of your clients. You have a certain amount of data that, a data set that's larger yeah. that is available that allows you not just to do your job better, but my question is, how are you thinking about the usefulness and sellability of that larger data set uh, as, as its well, own as its own uh, uh, business opportunity?
1: That's an interesting question because there is there is an opportunity to monetize data, um, and a lot of grocers are looking at it. You know, how can they, um, you know, what are other areas to, to monetize that they haven't explored before? Data is definitely one. Uh, as a service provider, now, you know, we don't share our clients' data. Um so that's all. That's kind of there's a, that's a you know sort of a touchy subject in terms of, you know how do we leverage that data for a client? So, you know our take historically has been that we don't share our clients' data. Um, it belongs to them. It belongs to them. They can have it back at the end of the day. We're helping them leverage that data mm-hmm. to derive insight from it to you know market smarter to to go to market better and faster and cheaper. Uh, and engage shoppers in personally relevant ways. That's going to help them. We can monetize that for the retailer. Um, but there are some retailers that are looking at, you know, can they consolidate with other retailers to get a bigger footprint? A lot of the co-ops are trying to do yeah, that. co-ops pulling that together. Yeah. Some of the membership clubs like a Topco, you know, is yeah. interested right, in that. Right, right. Um, but but there's, there's
2: also then, th- th- there's a tier above this that you're, I think that you're referencing. So let's say that we're nationwide. And we've got clients in all parts of the country. we got clients that are rural, we're very rural. We've got clients that are very metro. Yeah. So the shopper behavior that we're learning because of the digital metrics in the way that they access that mobile app, what they click on, do they click on widgets, do they click on an offer, yeah. do they click and on how a coupon, does change are they checking yeah. their points metropolitan to rural. To rural. To so so we're looking course. at the very high level of this. Very macro, we're yeah. actually looking at the macro data to say, what are consumers doing? Yes, because that consumer behavior is driving our decisions on yeah. development of the tool itself for the retailer. Absolutely, right?
0: you're in a maybe not unique but rare position. That's right of yeah, accumulating you, yeah. that level of data, and yes. both a macro and micro standpoint.
2: So, so, using behavioral science, we we can then make better decisions on what kind of product, what kind of user experience. What kind of mobile experience, what kind of texting and SMS experience that the shoppers really respond to based on where they're located? And what kind of metro? If they if, they're, yeah. if they walk instead of drive, if they if they drive into town from a countryside right. versus living in a metro area and walking to a super yeah. supermarket, yeah. all these all these have yeah. impacts on the way the retailer goes to market. So it's not a it's not a cut and dried science right now. Right. It's a lot okay. of movement.
0: I can only imagine what could be possible to marry that with the work that other companies are doing in store. Yes, with yeah. gathering the the intel from beacon technology, yes, to, yeah. uh, to um, sensors, to other other data in store, yep. marrying those together, and then following the entire consumer path yeah. from yeah. clicking to driving to buying that cereal to yep. whatever. Well, think, it is.
2: Yeah. think about this. So, so, so we, we did a test with a recipe site. Uh, we over we, we do a lot with recipes and a lot with uh, shoppable recipes yeah. and making the the items in there clickable to a basket, to cart, and buy it right. Well. When you think about closing the loop, so you get a recipe site out here that there, there's a several of them out there, but the large one, I won't say who it is, but they, they have the list of items below it that, that are the ingredients. Beside that list of items, they've identified retailers that right. are willing to pay to have their logo and click through to yeah. their store for that item. But the problem is there's no one closing the loop to say, did that item get purchased when it went through POS? So we just did a test. To where we closed that loop. We, we made the circle close up. So so when you look at the person on the recipe site, clicks on an item, that yeah. item gets added to their shopping list. We tracked it all the way through from the shopping list to the ch- to the check stand and showed that they loaded it over here as a recipe, and then they, they bought it over here at the right, store. Right. So that, that circle got closed very for jealous. the first time. Very well, that is a very powerful equation for a CPG company.
0: It's an equation... On a number of levels. It's also yeah. like, can we drive sales for these items by putting these recipes out? That's exactly right. And, 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 right. and exactly. then also, how how effective is that? And So
2: that's the level of science we're working with here. It, 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 it sounds like it's not that scientific, but it's oh, very, sure very it scientific. Is. Of course
0: it is. But I'm very impressed for Manus' 66. 66. Um, how... How not like the average sixty-six-year-old that I know? You you, you, <laughs> so you, I that. you you speak you speak in 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 such knowledgeable technical terms, um, inter, you know from, from a an innovation you know from a digital standpoint and so forth. How my question is is how how we, I don't mean that from an intelligence standpoint. I mean just contextually. you yeah. know, a lot of people that are in their mid-sixties they've really had to play catch up and. And there's just there's just a contextual learning gap there. Yeah. Um, How is it that you have been able to be so embedded with technology along (laughs) the way? This this just flows so easily with you. I I apologize for the question, but no, no, it's a good question. A a part of getting to some of your story. I
2: I think everybody's where I'm at, but yet obviously they're not. But I don't know what that means. Okay. So I'm a creative guy. Okay. I'm an illustrator by trade. I went to art school. Uh-huh. All right. So I didn't finish college. They asked me to leave. I asked too many questions. So, so at, at heart, they did. They asked me to leave. They said, you need to go to a trade school. You shouldn't be in the university. You're asking too many questions. That's I left. Horrible. Stephen F. Austin University in Nacogdoches, Texas. So I leave, right? But I, I'm a researcher at heart. All right, I love to research. I love to study. All right, And, and I teach all the time. I teach every week. But the reality is... I don't know if you're familiar with half life of knowledge, but but there's a there's a concept out there called half life of knowledge. If you look at it, an engineer today that graduated five or six years ago, I I just read this stat. They would have to study they would have to stay studying forty eight hours a month for nine months out of the year to be able to keep up just to stay current. Well here I am sixty six immersed in this grocery industry. I can't stop. It's like a feeding frenzy. So I, I'm constantly reading. I am constantly studying. I'm constantly sharing articles. These yeah. guys are sharing articles you know. with me. We, observe, we challenge each in, other. You but know, then we have a time. conference center at my farm. It's called Go Away Farm. So we go away to, to, to think, right? And, and our company Smart. used to be called Go Think. So what we do, we go there, though, and we isolate ourselves, and we build these digital roadmaps. And I've got 27-foot of whiteboard around the room. We build these big digital roadmaps, and we're looking for every gap possible to make sure we're not missing it, all mm-hmm. right? So I stay immersed not only in the technology, but I stay immersed in the relationship side with the customers. Mm-hmm. I'm very close to the customers, and Randy is very close to the customers. We, we think if we're not listening to them, we're going to miss it. And then if we're not listening to the consumers, we're going to miss it. Yeah. So, so we stay immersed in the consumer side. We stay immersed in the retailer side. And I absolutely think that retail is at a very break point, right? Now. It, it's at a big break point. I would say that's true. It's either going to make it or not. All right. The guys that cannot understand this technology and cannot find the right partners to help them digitize this experience for their shopper. They're not going to be around. No question. So, so now the guys that are doing it incredibly well are overdoing it to some degree and they're going to irritate their shoppers uh, to, to the point that they, they don't want to do business with them. So there, there's a balance here. But the learning part of this is just it has to be innate. You, you have to get up every day. I cannot wait to get up every day. I mean, I have the best life in the world. I get up every day, and I get to play with these guys that are 10x smarter than I am. I mean, we've got, we've got kids that work for us that I feel like a village idiot when I'm around them. I mean, these guys are just brilliant. So, but they challenge me. I challenge them on a completely different level, uh, and, and it's, it's a lot of fun. So learning, you've you got to
0: keep learning fun. I um, love that answer so much. Thank you. So, well, okay, so speaking of learning then, here you are at NGA. I'd like to know what your missions here really are. What, what NGA That's a does secret. Re- okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Well, not that's one, that's I, one of the answers. I'm been... not going to learn nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well. so, so you know, obviously you're here to continue to promote your brand. You're obviously here to either uh, meet new potential clients or uh, re- have a reunion and and strengthen your relationship with existing clients and be a part of the community. But beyond that, yeah, uh, what are the other things that you're trying to accomplish? Here? You know, what are you learning here so far from either talking to people or any of the presentations that there's been or even just looking around at the trend of who's exhibiting yep. what are you learning that are takeaways for you that you are you, gonna go back to the twenty seven foot whiteboard yep. and start playing with wait. what you learn? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's funny, we've had this conversation just over breakfast this morning, yep. talking about how um you know, our expectations for the show and our expectations for, um, you know, kind of what's what's going on with a lot of companies in the marketplace, you do hear a lot of people saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is very technology-centric. Galen even told me he overheard someone saying, you know, that uh, NGA has become very technology-driven, you know, and that's just the nature of the beast in this business right now. I mean, technology is driving everything, but... You know, for us, it's not about the technology is as much as it is about how do you how do you use that technology to provide solutions to the retailers, and we're hearing this from some of the other, or at least I have from some of the other companies that I've that I've talked to, is that um, you know it's that's the, I think the point of differentiation is how do you how do you how does your your technology enable the retailer to be successful? Because at the end of the day, and this is something that we've talked about before, someone once said that. You know, at the end of the day, I want to be able to sell more of the things my customers need to them or to get them to buy more of the things they need from us. And no matter what the technology is or the data is that you're trying to sell to someone, at the end of the day, that's what the retailer cares about. Yeah. And so it's, you know, seeing what everyone's doing around the show floor and, you know, learning from those conversations I think it just helps us as we kind of shape our message yeah. and shape how we can be most effective for these retail brands. You
2: know, and Randy, let me, let me jump on yeah. that. We, we, this is our first time at NGA. We, we've been here before, but not with a booth. Uh, we, we started this system in 2011 for United Supermarkets in Lubbock, Texas. They were independent at that time before they were bought by Albertsons. Uh, what, what we realized is that we needed to – the, the traditional sales system is broken. You can't send a sales guy into a retailer and sell anything. So they do all their research by going to shows. They look online. They're hitting Google. They're, they're chasing down every piece of data they can to try to figure out who to talk to. Yeah. So we just needed our brand to be shown here and to be aware that we're alive. Yeah. And, and that we're, something, we're an alternative for them to look at. The other piece of that, though, is I, I wanted to be here. I wanted to walk around and talk to the competitors. Yeah that consider themselves, consider us a competitor, and we consider them that. But I went around and looked, and what I saw were empty booths. Mm-hmm. None of the booths have a lot of people in them, except the the, the guys wearing the uniforms. Uh, everybody, I mean, maybe one customer's coming by there and talking to them every once in a while. So we're all after the same pool of customers, and the reality right. is we're saying things that the customers can't even relate to. Look at our Don't booths. They say things like AI, right. you know, artificial intelligence. What does that mean to a grocer? How do I drive how do I get how do I get you to put another item in your basket with AI or machine yeah. learning
0: it's funny because I, mean, I was just talking to someone yesterday I don't mean to cut you off I was no, yesterday about totally something fine. that I felt was a, a little uh, a little absent here at at this particular uh, uh, conference was there I haven't seen a single exhibitor maybe I missed one that had anything to do with uh, augmented reality much less virtual virtual reality and and maybe virtual reality a little less but Augmented reality, there's no question that that has a role in the future application for sure. Um, And yet yet there's there's nothing here about that because the psyche of the industry isn't thinking there. They're not
2: there yet. They're behind the consumer.
0: That's what it is. But the more the consumer experiences something like augmented reality or or understands how AI is permeating into the experiences they're already having, yeah. they're going to expect that more. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so before we conclude, uh, I know you guys are from Texas.
1: Yes, we so are from Texas. I, I, I don't know how you can I, tell, I, but born raised. I just yeah. have,
0: have to ask you a Texas food question, and that is, uh, I, maybe this is a sacrilegious question to ask, but <laughs> in your travels, yep. uh, where is the best Texas food you've ever had not in texas wow <laughs> well the best the
2: best mexican food so so texas okay we have a lot of mexican food okay we eat mexican food three or so four you times a week cowboy
0: food and you mexican mexican or barbecue 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 mexican i mean it's okay. kind
2: of the three staples down there all
0: right let me let me go on the barbecue side then that. maybe that's maybe that's a fairer way to put it then
2: well we we don't like uh barbecue sauce that's bitter we like uh, sweet barbecue yeah, sauce, yeah, so yeah. so yeah. a lot a lot of the places you go that have barbecue. I mean, I love Memphis. I think Memphis has got the best barbecue. Yeah. That reminds Good me barbecue. of Texas,
1: North Carolina, South Carolina. Not yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah, it's a vinegar based or something. It's vinegar based. Carolina. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not uh, yeah, yeah. it's not the red. Red Barbecue Sauce. Mexican food? I don't know. California does pretty good Mexican food. Yeah. So but I'd the th- most surprising say, is Wisconsin. Yeah, was, we, had, we, had a, we were talking about this yesterday. <laughs> we had a place in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah, it was out of um, Milwaukee. There a little that, town. Uh, somebody it. recommended Mexican like, food to us, and we're like, you got to be kidding. That's we're going to Mexican so food in Milwaukee. It was and fabulous. actually, it was excellent. It was a guy But from it was somebody from Texas. From that had gone up there and the open opened Mexican food.
2: And it's excellent, excellent.
0: Yeah. That's hilarious. You know, it's funny. I had I went to an incredible Italian restaurant in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. Yeah. So a, you never know. Hey, some Italian. That's right. Guy just goes down, down there. there, there, there right. Goes, That's right. Hey, I right. want to live here. open an open restaurant. All right. If someone and I can't see why they wouldn't wants to connect with relationship and yep. and YouTube, how would they do that?
1: Uh, they can go to our our website, uh, RelationShop dot com, or they can always reach out to to Randy at RelationShop dot com or Galen at RelationShop dot com.
0: Yep. That, that. That'd be YouTube. That'd that'd That's us. That's <laughs> us. Yep. That's All awesome. right. Well, uh, I can't thank you, gentlemen, enough. I really enjoyed your, thank your you. company. Thank you for the with Galen Walters and Randy Crimmins uh, from Relations Shop. Thank you, gentlemen, and I hope the rest of NGA is very successful for you. And I look forward to keeping in touch. Thank
1: Same here. Thank you, very much. thank you very much. That's
0: this episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it so much. Uh, from San Diego, California, and NGA, I'm Mark Rako. Have a great day.
2: This has been Grocery is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2020. Thank you for listening.
0: This is Mouth Media Network, your inside voice.